Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. It's Thursday, May 11th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine here again with your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, more banking turmoil, the latest headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Before we get started today, I just want to let you all know that Adrian is off for the next week or so, and so the show might get a little bit wilder as I'm doing all the scripting. Here we go. Bitcoin, Ether, and most other top-traded tokens are down in market, showing mostly red. Long-term Bitcoin holders continue to grow their holdings despite the current price declines, indicating a decoupling from the Nasdaq's tech-heavy index. That insight comes courtesy of Coindesk's Omkar Godbele, who reports that blockchain analytics firm Glassnode's long-term holder net position change indicator shows the fastest pace of net accumulation since October of 2021. Despite Bitcoin's price dropping by some 12% to $27,500 since mid-April, long-term holders are apparently not deterred. But not everyone shares this bullish outlook. Katie Stockton, founder and managing partner of Fairlead Strategies, during a recent appearance on Coindesk TV, suggested that the market might be in for a short-term setback. She expects Bitcoin to pull back to its base breakout point of around $25,200. But despite that, she maintains an optimistic outlook for the intermediate term. So, while short-term traders might be in for a rough ride, those with longer time horizons could be rewarded for their patience. Or not. That's the way these things go. Meanwhile, Brent Zhu, the CEO of Web3 bond market platform UMI, believes that Bitcoin needs a compelling narrative to break from its current range. This narrative, however, may not emerge until next year suggesting we've got more price oscillation in the coming months ahead. In the midst of these mixed opinions, though, Bitcoin and Ether both demonstrated resilience yesterday. Following a mildly encouraging U.S. inflation report, both cryptocurrencies rose in price. But, as we warned you yesterday, that didn't last long, as volatility is historically quite high now in the six months both leading up to and immediately after those announcements. This time, it was another rumor of U.S. government sell-off of Bitcoin, which saw prices dip. We have, of course, seen that and other rumors surface a number of times in this fashion, and it's sort of interesting but not worth focusing in on. On the Ether front, Stockton predicts a short-term setback as it's moved out of its 50-day moving average. However, she also predicts that Ether might outperform Bitcoin in the short term, offering another potential bright spot in the crypto landscape. And taking a quick look at altcoin performance, today's big winner is Star Atlas Dow, up about 13%, while the worst performance award goes to New Cypher, down a staggering 71% since yesterday. Today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analysts, Amkar Godblay, Sam Reynolds, James Rubin, and Glenn Williams. 
Bitcoin is currently trading at $27,339. That's down about 3% since our show yesterday, while Ether is trading at $1,814 per token. That's down about 3.3% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Price Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Price Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,197. That compares against yesterday's reading of 1,230 and represents a more than 2.5% loss across top-traded tokens on the day. And now shifting to traditional markets with Adrian on vacation, I'll be doing a more abridged numbers segment. And in market performance today, both at home and abroad, moves were minor and mostly lower. The U.S. saw the only positive momentum with the Nasdaq 100 trading up by more than half a point, while the S&P 500 was flat and the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped by about half a point. In Europe, the Stock 600, London's FTSE 100, and Germany's DAX each dropped between one and two-tenths of one percent compared to our show yesterday. Continuing to the east, the trend was the same, but the numbers were a little worse. China's Shanghai Composite saw the biggest drop, down more than 1%, while the Hang Seng and Japan's Nikkei 225 were each down by about half a point. Key commodities, on the other hand, took the other side of the trade, with Brent crude, representing the global benchmark for oil, trading hands at $76.44 per barrel, up about half a point from yesterday. While gold, meanwhile, saw gains of around one-third of 1%, currently valued at $2,043 per troy ounce. Today's traditional markets coverage draws from MarketWatch. Stay tuned for after the break, we're going to dig a little bit into the latest round of the banking crisis. Yes, that's right. It's not over. I'm sorry. Someday we'll be able to stop talking about this. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Adrian Doc Plus here. Firstly, thank you for listening and for leaving your reviews. We see you. If you're listening on Spotify by chance, some of you noticed that you can reply a comment on every individual episode. So if you have any feedback, questions, or want to share what you think about a particular episode, just click on the episode on Spotify and hit reply under the Q&A section. You'll find me there. We want to hear your questions and get you all involved. I'll comb through the replies and bring up any questions we see fit on the show. So it'd be great to hear from you. And thank you again for listening. Welcome back. Today we're honing in on PacWest, a regional bank caught in the turbulent crosswinds of what I like to call the monetary policy-induced banking crisis of 2023. You can call it that too, by the way, if you like. PacWest is just the latest target in the crosshairs, and its share price was sent reeling when it was revealed that it lost nearly 10% of its deposits during just the first week of the month, the latest chilling symptom of the larger issues at hand. Drawing back the lens a bit, the problem, of course, with a confidence-based banking system, which, let's be clear, modern banking very much is, is that it's not so much concerns that banks can't meet their obligations to depositors. We actually know that they can't. All deposited money where the depositor hasn't explicitly tied it up in a purchased financial instrument has the right to be withdrawn at any time, on demand. While the business model behind most banking involves locking up those deposits in longer-term investments. While solvency can often be a concern, it's illiquidity that's at the root of the issue. Investments can be sold, but with the U.S. Central Bank essentially causing risk assets to trade as a block rather than on their individual values, finding buyers in a market scared about illiquidity and where the value of those assets has in many cases been seriously compromised by the pace at which interest rates have increased, it's a big problem. And it's not just a problem for the second, third, and fourth largest banking failures in our history, all logged this year. It's a problem for all banks. But when attention focuses in on one particularly weak institution, That attention brings more withdrawals, which forces more asset sales, assuming a buyer can be found, and then the government, at least so far, has stepped in with their big banking partners, ready to buy the good assets while the taxpayers are left holding the bad. And then the cycle goes through its next iteration. But I repeat myself. And this is even after the central bank has rolled out the latest unprecedented bailout facilities, 
And even as those occupying the pinnacles of power continue to assure us that we should keep our deposits in these banks, which they describe as safe and sound, even as very basic critical thinking tells us that the opposite is true, and they're just lying to us obviously because they think it's the least worst option. But I digress. The price of PacWest's publicly traded stock following the latest data about deposit flight saw a staggering drop of 41% just on the day. In a desperate bid to survive, PacWest says it's exploring all options and potential partnerships, but we've heard this exact story before, and of course because of that, the efforts have only heightened customer fears about the safety of their deposits, which of course is likely to accelerate the bank run. While PacWest is pledging more assets, enrolling customers in reciprocal deposit programs, and slashing dividends, these are ultimately just band-aids on a bleeding financial system. We're keeping our eyes wide open on the unfolding drama, as PacWest struggles shed some light on the deeper crisis brewing in our banking system due to this historically reckless monetary policy. We've got Zero Hedge linked in the show notes for this one. In other news, Robinhood Markets is planning to introduce a new feature, the Robinhood 24-hour market, allowing trading of selected stocks and exchange-traded funds or ETFs around the clock five days a week. The new trading period will reportedly run from 8 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday to 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday. So there will still be something of a weekend, but no time to sleep during the week. It seems that Robinhood is targeting the meme traders who weathered the post-pandemic plunge in speculative stocks. While many of these traders have now returned to their pre-COVID day jobs, Robinhood believes that there is a viable market there. But it's important to note that the buy the fucking dip retail strategy has been underperforming for more than a year and a half. Goldman Sachs Retail Favorites, which is a collection of equities popular on retail platforms, has seen a 50% decline since the end of 2021. Robinhood's move could be seen as an innovative attempt to rejuvenate that retail market, or potentially a stepping stone towards overnight option trading for U.S. equities. The new 24-hour feature is scheduled to release next Wednesday to a select group of users, with a wider rollout planned in the months to follow. Zero Hedge is linked on this one as well. Elsewhere, the chair of the European Banking Authority, or the EBA, has decided that central banks should have the power to veto stablecoins if they're scared these pesky tokens could mess with monetary policy. He's also worried, of course, that permissionless blockchains could be financially unsound. Now I know, we're all terribly surprised by this shocking turn of events. The new package of laws coming out of the EU known as MICA will let central banks play gatekeepers for proposals to issue new stablecoins, or asset reference tokens as they like to call them. Oh, and if the token becomes too popular, with over a million transactions per day, issuers will be told to pump the brakes. When asked about concerns raised by the U.S. central bank and other agencies, the official nodded in agreement, implying that stablecoins on decentralized permissionless blockchains could indeed be unsafe. In the EU, stablecoin issuers will need to ask for permission, submit their projects for assessment, and face increased scrutiny for more ambitious endeavors, with the worst possible offense, of course, being offering something that could outcompete the euro and threaten the power that regional dominance delivers to the ECB and Brussels bureaucrats. MICA is set to receive its final seal of approval from finance ministers next week, and its provisions are expected to take effect around July of 2024. Some big players like Circle and Unstoppable Finance have already announced plans to issue stablecoins under the new laws. Let's just hope they're ready for the bureaucratic roller coaster that likely awaits them. Coindesk's Jack Schickler has more on this one. In related news, Coinbase's recent newsletter has flagged the growth of Pepe and other Bitcoin-based meme coins, sparking some controversy on crypto Twitter. The newsletter highlighted Pepe's association with the Pepe the Frog meme, which has been linked by some to alt-right groups and designated as a hate symbol by the Anti-Defamation League, although that's not exactly a hard thing to have happen these days. Some prominent Pepe supporters have taken offense, with the hashtag Delete Coinbase trending on Twitter. As Bitcoin-based tokens continue to rise in prominence, the debate around their cultural impact is likely to intensify, and of course, somewhat hilariously, dog money and frog money now appear to be at the center. 
And finally, as the world of decentralized finance or DeFi continues to evolve, Bitcoin-based tokens are somewhat hilariously gaining momentum. Developers have now deployed Uniswap's smart contracts onto the Bitcoin network, creating what is called the Trustless Market Protocol. And in response, some of the new tokens issued on top of Bitcoin have grown in popularity, contributing to a cumulative market capitalization of $1.5 billion earlier this week, before sharply correcting. The Bitcoin deployment of the Uniswap protocol has already attracted over 2,000 users and enabled liquidity providers to earn some 2% on all swaps conducted on the network. And although meme coins dominate the current landscape, some developers see this as a stepping stone towards a more generalized DeFi ecosystem built on Bitcoin. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. Today's episode was edited by Ryan. And for those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send the show an email at podcast at coindesk.com or you can email me directly at adamlevine at coindesk.com. If you like what we're doing, we always appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts or your preferred listening platform. This episode was produced by Adrian Blust and myself with further support from the podcast team over at Coindesk.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Markets Daily. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.